T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Is this real? Tiki Barber, tell me if this is real. Mm Mm-hmm. No, I'm not showing you a picture of her and asking if that's real. I'm talking about something else. Um, a giant fan, and this is from Big Blue Interactive, which is what? Is that, is that a website where giant fans talk to each other about how much they hate the team? Yeah, it's basically a gigantic, lack of a better term, giant message board where they post everybody's, you know, the New York Post, all that stuff, clippings, and everybody yeah. argues. So a guy claims he wrote a letter to John Mara and got a letter back from John Mara. Hmm. And I will read you the letter from supposed John Mara, and you tell if it's real or not. And by the way, I'll tell you why I already lean towards it being real. My dad, who is now, how old is my dad now? Why would I even say his age? It doesn't matter. (laughs) But when my dad was younger, he also sent angry letters to ownerships and general managers. And twice he got responses. Really? Once he wrote an angry letter to the general manager of the New York Mets, Frank Cashin saying that he was very upset that they let Tom Seaver go. And that was the second time, not the trade to the Reds. It was when they let him go in what used to be a free agency draft. Mm -hmm. When you would sign a free agent, another team would be able to pick a player from this pool of players that you don't protect. Whatever. Got it. Point is, Frank Cashin screwed up. And Frank Cashin wrote my dad back, admitting he screwed up and apologizing. (laughs) The other letter he got back was he sent a letter to the owner of the then New York Nets, Ray Bowe expressing his disgust with selling Julius Irving. Disgust. Disgust. I mean, that's a that's a that's a strong word. Disgust. And, and he was angry. And, and it's probably the correct one. Of it's course like it was. For selling Dr. J. <laughs> right. I mean, what the hell are you thinking? I <laughs> oh, don't get me wrong. Even if he's done, yeah. you, got the, you got the draw. And he was great. He wasn't <laughs> done, that's for damn sure. Uh and he wrote a letter back. So it isn't crazy that an owner or GM, now granted this is many years ago, both examples right. before my time would actually respond to you. So this is on New York Giants letterhead, which looks very much legitimate. Mm -hmm. And the response, now we don't know what this gentleman wrote to John Mara other than saying he was very displeased with the organization, with the power structure, and that he was begging them to select a quarterback in the draft. Is that what you took out of it? Basically, yeah. I, I, and he also worded it in the comments to the effect of, I've never seen a quarterback at this long a leash in my giant fandom. So mm-hmm. here is the supposed letter that John Maurer wrote mm-hmm. back a few weeks ago, January 25th, 2024, to this unnamed person. Is he right about that? Is who right about that? A quarterback hasn't gotten this type of leash. Some would argue Phil Simms. Different era, I wouldn't yeah. count it. I'm talking I, about this era. I'd have to only compare an yeah, era to Phil Simms' era was, we draft you, we have you until we don't want you anymore. Yeah. Right. Different world. Now you have to make decisions after four years. So, yeah, it is a di- completely different world. So you're probably right. 
especially given the era. So here's the response to angry giant fan. So A, is it real? And then B, what do you take out of it? Number yeah. one, dear Mr. Blank, I have your letter and I understand your concerns about the direction of the team. We will certainly be studying the quarterbacks in this upcoming draft, although I do not believe we are ready to give up on Daniel Jones. Joe Shane and Brian Dabo will make the final call on whatever we draft, on whether we draft a quarterback. We appreciate very much your many years of loyal support. Mm-hmm. Best wishes to you and your family. Sincerely, John Mara. Yes. Number one, did John Mara write this letter? I think he probably did. I think so, too. Yeah. It just it's classy. It's it's direct. It's not beating around the bush. Not making excuses. He's just saying what he what he thinks. And I know this is fact. They're not done with Daniel Jones. I've well, only said it. Right? They're not ready to just say <laughs> we're we're quitting on him. I, no, but he's told me that. Right. So, I, so I know that it's not. It sounds in line with what I know to be true. It, well, the other thing is, and and this is more just the, the way a human brain works. If you're going to make a fake letter and post it to Big Blue Interactive yeah. with the giant letter, right. you're not putting that because no. you're right. It was a very classy letter. He, I think, said something concerning the Daniel Jones stuff, but it isn't anything crazy. Like it's just a very kind of basic response. Right. So why would you make that up? But I think this basic response tells us something very, very important. Well, it tells us what we already know. No. And that, that Joe Shane's going to find a quarterback. No, I, don't, I just, here's the problem. He's not drafting one. Here's the problem. The problem is, I understand what John Maurer wrote, and he is classy, and I respect that he wrote a fan back. I, that means a lot to me. As someone who is a diehard fan yeah. who would write an angry letter, I don't think Joe Sy would ever respond to me. Mm. I really don't. I don't think Woody Johnson would ever respond to me. Steve Cohen may, by the way. So I'm going to leave him out. But those two guys would never respond to me. So I just want to say on a personal level yeah. to John Mara, I think it's awesome that you responded. But here's the problem, Mr. Mara. I can read through your words. <laughs> no, I can. I'm, I'm, I can read through your words. Those words tell me we love Daniel Jones. Brian Table and Joe Shane do not make the final decision. I'm going to tell them what I think, and what I think is we are not ready to give up on Daniel Jones. I do not believe we're ready to give up on Daniel Jones. You're the owner of the team. Okay, so but why you is, can give a message without giving a message? But so why is that a bad thing? I didn't say it's a bad thing. I'm I'm telling you how I take I, I, this. No, I think I I think this fan, whoever yeah. it was, Mister Blank, basically was saying Daniel Jones has got to go. Yes. I'm sick of him. Uh, he's always hurt. I don't want him here anymore. It's time to move on. You don't give players this much lease ever, especially the quarterback position. Yes. That's what he said. I agree. And so John is trying to disarm him by saying whatever he said, and then they're not ready to give up on Daniel Jones yet. So just basically shutting him down. No. He's shutting him down he's, and, and saying he yeah. trusts Joe Shane and Brian Dable. Tiki. To go make the right quarterback decision. See, all he, if he left that sentence out, although I do not believe we're ready to give up on Daniel Jones, I'd tell you right now, you know what? Can't read much out of this. He's going to let his guys decide. No. He's not letting his guys decide. He already basically told you, he's just I do not believe we're ready to give up on Daniel Jones. This means defi- we're not ready to give up on Daniel Hold Jones. On. He's defending a guy who he, just, who he okayed giving $160 million. Right, whatever. Eighty of it, really. Eighty is what we got to talk about because eighty is what John had to put into escrow. Mm-hmm. Right. So he, 
at the very least, you know he's not going anywhere next year because that's real money that's sitting aside waiting for Daniel Jones. But having him on the team and giving up on him can be two things that no. could oh, but no. you, you can't. If he's on the team, you're not giving up on him. And you also can't undercut the GM ahead of the draft, yes. ahead of free agency, and let the world know when this letter leaks that he publicly is desperate for a quarterback. No, what no, the, no, no, no. Hold yeah. on a second. If you, ta- if you take this letter and all you do is take out, although I do not believe we're ready to give up on Daniel Jones. You haven't told the world anything. You told the world something by putting that sentence Evan, in. this is still a player on the team that they paid a lot of money to. He he has to include that in the letter <laughs> if the letter leaks. No, he doesn't. Because otherwise the letter reads, it's on them to draft the quarterback. Right. No, and, no, no, and, no, no. and then the controversy becomes, oh, John Mara has no faith in Daniel Jones. That is right. not true. Brian, Brian Dable and, and Joe Shane are going to draft his replacement Tiki. or they're going to find his replacement Guys, in free agency. If the, he had to put that in there. If the letter pre- is simply, dear Mr. Blank, I have your letter. I understand your concerns about the direction of the team. We will certainly be studying the quarterbacks in the upcoming draft. Joe Shane and Brian Dable will make the final call on whether we draft a quarterback. You haven't said you you think that causes hysteria? Yeah, no, I yeah. think I think it says flat out, wow, no mention of defending Daniel Jones. He's totally out on him, which he can't do right now. And by the way, if you read that letter further and really study it, I think two things come out of this that are blatantly obvious. Number one, John Mara is telling us, I hope, and without telling us, that Joe Shane and Brian Dable are safe after next year. <laughs> Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Because if he's telling you the team still believes in Daniel Jones, it's really on them to draft the quarterback. He's telling you, you know, they can't force a quarterback here. So no matter what happens, I can't fire them after the year. And also what it tells me, number two, is all of these fans, and I'm talking to you Giants fans that are writing these letters to John Mara, clamoring for them to dump Daniel Jones. You better also not have been the same fans poo-pooing the idea of fans rooting for a tank. Yes, calm down. you can't have your cake and eat it too. You know the reason the Giants can't commit to getting rid of Daniel Jones? Because they're now picking sixth. And while everybody hooted and hollered and rooted for all those Tommy DeVito wins, and I'm guilty of that too, (laughs) guess what? 
It was easy to see the forest through the trees. Now you're sitting here in mid-February going, oh, wow, now we're picking six, so we're stuck in no man's land on a quarterback. So don't be the fan that gets disappointed with Daniel Jones' start next year and also the fan that didn't want them to tank. Always goes mm. back to his defense of the tank, right. doesn't it? Because it does, because now you realize, <laughs> wow, if we hadn't won those games. the tank. Yeah, well, he looks your, like one, so why your, not? It's going to be your new nickname. <laughs> exactly. Man, you lost said. one game. You tank. By the way, I apologize. I shouldn't have said you look like a Your tank. quarterback Fair is hurt. Right. Tank. Only one tank in this town. That's right. Frank the tank. Let's go to Corey and Rutherford. What's up, Corey? Yeah, guys, I agree, Tiki. They're not getting rid of. They're not getting rid of Daniel Jones, and they shouldn't get rid of Daniel Jones. Yeah, I, I I've watched this time and time again with the Giants, and and the reality is the offensive line has not done well. Yeah. and at the end of the day, you're not if you draft. I don't care who you have in the back of that giant offensive line. They're not going to produce. Right. That's the end of the day. That's right. And, so, and by the way, Corey, it's the same Don't thing with the on. Jets. <laughs> same thing with the Jets. No, I got you. I got you. You, got, you. you got to have someone up front to protect you. We all understand that. Do you think every owner would write back to a mean letter? Um, like, I got to give John Merrick credit I, right I, now. I, I, I think honest, he's one of the few. I honestly don't think that was a mean letter. No, I, no, I, you I think did, the letter that was sent to him was probably mean about the team and the direction of the team. Not necessarily mean to John personally, but I think it was mean about the direction of the team. So when I say mean, if I wrote a letter to Woody Johnson, that wasn't mean to him, yeah. but complained about the direction of the franchise, do you think Woody Johnson responds? I think the answer is no. No, probably not. But I think the Giants are unique in that they've had some season ticket holders for, I mean, decades. And this might have been one. Right, let's say he's a seventy-year-old season ticket holder who's had it through for his parents or whatever, passed it down, and the Giants are acutely aware of those longtime fans, and so I believe that's why he writes. He doesn't write back everybody because he probably gets some vulgar nonsense. Well, no, no, I don't think he would write back to that. I think anyone who shows passion about the team right. in a respectful way, because I'm sure the letter was respectful. I just don't know how many owners in this town would even respond to that. I don't think James Dolan's responding to it. I don't think, though. You know what? Let me. I, I have to stop myself. I want to be fair. Dolan I think did. James Dolan's responded to emails before, mm. and sometimes he's gone back at them. I think yeah. I remember that. Well, emails are emails are dangerous to respond to because it can be so easily manipulated. What do you mean? Like if you send somebody on paper right. a, a letter that you've either typed out or printed. It's hard to manipulate it. Like you can go doctor it, but the the digital, like I don't know, the digital fixing mm-hmm. you can you can notice. You can yeah, see. but you can do that with anything these days. Yeah, but in the email, you can just. I mean, if you sent me an email, right, and I just replied to it, I could easily just scroll down to your message and change it and make. My reply with your now screwed up message be the be the record. <laughs> so you're you know saying I mean? don't respond to emails. Don't That's respond to emails. Man. Yeah, I, I, just to be fair, I think that I remember in the past Dolan's responded to emails mm-hmm. in like a nasty way to people, where he gives it to, where he gives it back. To Was them. it actually him though? Is I think so. Wow. Yeah. Look, Google that why one, Sean. I'm telling that? you. Because why was, would you do that? It, it, it probably, makes no sense. Because sometimes you get what's the word where you get uh, like ticked off by something. You get triggered. You get triggered. That's the word. Right. Sometimes you get triggered. <laughs> the weirdest thing's going to trigger you. Like, think about it. A professional wrestler named Goldust decided about 13 years ago to search his name on social media and well, see about a it. young 13... radio host okay, named Evan on. Roberts Evan. criticizing a match on Raw and Thir- he blocked me. 13 years ago, yeah. social media, we were still figuring it out. 
And so the last thing you want is for someone who has influence, like you, on a powerful radio station, being mean to you that everybody who follows you can now see. But think about how triggered you have to be. Someone's criticizing a wrestling match from a Monday Night Raw in 2010. You search their name out and you block them, which is what Goldust did to me 13 years ago. Because I triggered him by saying his match with Sheamus was so boring, I'd rather watch a crappy Mets-Braves game. Did you find the Dolan story? I had the email that Dolan wrote. Oh, wow. To the fan. And, and it's confirmed that it was real? Yeah, Mark Berman had it. It was printed everywhere. And, in fact, it was so real that the NBA had to comment on it. <laughs> and they would not And they would not punish James Dolan for because he said he's just acting like a New Yorker. Okay, go ahead. Tell us what All he right. said. So he received a, an email of a bitter Nick fan. This is 2015. The response. You are a sad person. Mm. Why would anybody write such a hateful letter? I am, I am, period, just guessing, but I'll bet your life is a mess and you are a hateful mess. What? What have you done that anyone would consider positive or nice? I am betting nothing. <laughs> in fact, I'll bet you are a negative force in everyone who comes in contact with you. What the hell? You most likely have made your family miserable. Alcoholic, maybe. I just celebrated my 21-year anniversary of sobriety. You should try it. Maybe it will help you become a person that folks would like to have around. In the mean, while start rooting for the Nets. (laughs) Because the Knicks don't want you. Oh, my God. Respectfully, James Dolan. Now, can I defend James Dolan real quick on this? Yeah. There's a shot that the email that was sent to him was very, very nasty. Right. Like, the letter that was sent to John Mara was a respectful football letter. Yeah. A, hey, I disagree with this, I disagree with that, I'm concerned about this. I'm going to give Dolan the benefit of the doubt that to respond as unhinged as he did, it was probably not, the team's not good and I'm concerned. There was probably an explicative every fifth word. And the gist of the anger, according to Howard Beck at the time, was that the, the fan who claimed he was a fan in excess of 60 years was upset that Steve Kerr was not the coach, and they settled in on Derek Fisher. Of Sixty years, yeah, older Nick fan. So, so, so that, that was a seventy-five-year-old man, sixty-five to seventy-five-year-old man wrote an email. Apparently, he was called a hateful person. <laughs> wow, he was accused of being an alcoholic. <laughs> and he told him to go root for the Nets. He said, "Go root for the Nets." By the way, we'll take you. Or we could use you. So, I do want to say when I say that most owners would not respond to a letter, I want to be corrected that James Dolan has proven he will respond. That was not a letter. That was an email. <laughs> And emails are dangerous. It would so people. You know why? Because emails are easy. Yeah, you just see it. And you're like, all right, it's, it's true. Just like Twitter. It's just really easy to just <laughs> send. That's just, that's just it's too easy. But if you sit down and you have to like type or write, I agree with you. I think that's a great point. Print it out and yep. fold it. You think about it, and by as you're folding it, you're like, you know what? This is a dumbass. I idea. completely agree. And you throw it away. I think that is the best advice <laughs> one could give. Right. I give this advice to my wife all the time too. I give it to myself. Like, if I get really, really angry at anybody, maybe it's you. Maybe it's uh, Lugie. I give myself, like, six hours. Mm. I think about it. You get really angry at people? No, I'm using you guys as examples. Uh, I've never been angry at either of you guys. I very rarely get that. Actually, you know what? I was angry the other day at the Nets. Uh, Very, very true Uh, story. That's right. You told me this. Uh, Nurse, you said either. You guys. No, 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 no. This is is about his tickets. I was very (laughs) upset with the Nets. The Nets still in the league. Yesterday, I got a bill for my season tickets, and they were raised by a great amount. Like the Nets, who suck, who who never win. And I was like, what the hell is going on? I was so pissed off. (laughs) 
I was so I was going to come on the radio and nuclear bomb everything. I was like, like you was, guys left. This is yesterday. You guys left the office. Yep. And I'm still sitting in there hanging with Evan. And then the phone rings, and I hear him getting. All right. So my season ticket. I was like, all right, I'm out. So, <laughs> but here's what I did. It's funny you heard that. So I was pissed off, and I said, you know what? Before you do anything, before you go on the radio and use your bully pulpit, call them. Mm. I call the Nets and say, what's going on? And I gave myself a pep talk. You have to be calm. Anger isn't going to do anything. Right. So I called my rep, who I know has nothing to do with this. It's just someone who works for the team. And I said, hey, and I tried to be so calm. I was like, <laughs> just got the bill for next year. <laughs> it was like a really, really big increase. What's up with that? Gave a little, what's up with that? Right. And her response is what calmed me. She said, Evan, we didn't raise ticket prices. Mm. And as soon as she said that, I said, okay, okay good. let's figure this I'm out. I'm glad I didn't come Fire and brimstone at <laughs> Exactly. <you. laughs> and by the way, everything's figured out. It was a mistake. But the lesson, and you're basically giving the same lesson, is as angry as you are about anything, and this doesn't even have to do with sports or anything like that, you got to take a deep breath. Right. Give yourself a few hours. The next time you are so pissed off at your wife or husband, don't just go after them. Take a big, deep breath. Sean should learn from this. Can mm-hmm. I reveal the personal story, Sean? Sure. I'm going to anyway. All right. A couple of months ago. Mm-hmm. His wife said something to him, and instead of, like, and holding it, and back... It, and it triggered him? He got triggered and called her lazy. Ooh. And he knew. By the way, soon as some yeah. timing like, to bring this up on so Valentine's lazy. Day. so lazy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he calls her lazy. And I think, from my understanding, you can correct me on this, Sean, she was done with him for a week. Wow. Yeah. And by the way, the exact quote, and she didn't hear it either, was sometimes you could be real lazy. Oh, that, that doesn't yeah. matter. She went on strike. I didn't get dinner for a week. <laughs> uh, I was, you know, I think my kids were stranded for a week. I had to pick them up late and all that. And here's the truth. If you would have done the advice that Tiki just gave about a letter right. and the advice I gave, and mm-hmm. you just took a deep breath and whatever caused that response, you're like, this is totally not worth it. You wouldn't have had her on strike for a week. All right. Absolutely right. right. You wouldn't have had that issue. You'd be watching True True Detective. You're damn yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> so the mistake <laughs> that Dolan made, not that he gives a rat's ass, is when he gets an angry letter, instead of, and you did a great imitation, <laughs> take a deep breath and walk away. This is like the best world advice you could give. Because all it's going to do is lead to trouble. I came so close to just blitzkrieging the Brooklyn Nets for something they didn't even do. I I could have called her and cursed her out too, the Nets, and said, you bleepity bleep 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 bleep, and then ripped the team and got nuts to only hear, uh, yeah, we didn't <laughs> raise ticket prices. Oh, okay, good. By the way. What's this deal you have for me? Yeah, <laughs> oh, not a bad deal. And then she offered me another deal. She told me, and I think every team should take this advice. She tells me, hey, listen, we got something new for next season. So what do you got? A good team? Mm. Oh, stop. <laughs> what, what do you got? Good roster? She says, no. Nah, we're going to offer this thing potentially for a loaded ticket. You spend mm. a little bit more money on your season oh, ticket. Oh, strippers in the 40-40 club. A <laughs> <laughs> oh. little bit more money for your ticket, and your ticket will become loaded, which means whenever you show a, um, a convenience store. Mm. Oh, my God. Um, a vendor. A vendor. Or really any place you buy food. What's right. that called again? A kiosk? Concession stand? Concession Thank stand? you. Yeah. Nobody can think of it except for Lugie. Because you buy... Because I'm not a normal human here. Yeah, I don't know what else is. Noticed. You go to the concession stand and everything is free. Mm-hmm. And I'm like... Unlimited. Unlimited. 
Unlimited. And I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> this is the future of sports. Like, yeah. that's what teams should offer. Like, the Mets, they may have a bad year this year. They should offer loaded tickets. Imagine going to the game and having unlimited food. Not not Alco- beer. Alcohol's not a good Nah, thing. you can't do that. Nah. That's irresponsible. Yeah, I'll be right. the first to say you can't do that. No. But for and that's all, where the biggest margins are. So 100%. You start offering loaded tickets, and I'm talking Nets, Islanders, Mets, jump football maybe not as important but still yeah cuz you don't really eat a ton right you get you go get a burger or hot dog or whatever it is and you and a drink it's also different because like if you're a season ticket holder for a baseball team you may go to 30 games it's yeah. possible yeah. that adds up that loaded ticket becomes worth it there's so few football games it's probably not worth it yeah there's eight and maybe you go to four so i give the nets credit i think that's a great idea and i think every team in this town should do it the mm-hmm. loaded ticket i'd put so much weight on and by the way, I would never do the tuna fish before a, a basketball game ever again. <laughs> Which I would did, eliminate that. We, we did not notice. You were good. You had Listerine sticks. That's right. You're good. You didn't notice my tuna breath. Break uh, the news. Nick News. If you were jazzed up mm. for a win over the Magic tonight, I'd pump the brakes. The Knicks will be without iHeart, Dante DiVincenzo, and Bojan Bogdanovic. What's wrong with Bo? What's wrong with uh, Bo? He now has a calf injury. Oh. Going to blame Thibodeau for that one, too? Mm. Bogey's been here for 10 minutes. No, but you got to keep something in mind when we talk about injuries. And I think we live in a society now where it's all or nothing. All or nothing society. That response you just had at me was an all or nothing thing. I have not blamed Tom Thibodeau for every injury. Mm -hmm. I haven't. In fact, Tiki and I argued about that a few weeks ago. I did not blame him for Jalen's injury. I didn't blame him for OG's injury. I blamed him specifically for one night because of how Dante DiVincenzo's been used over the last 15 days. And then specifically the injury he had, which was a hamstring injury. So this has now been taken as Evan says Thibodeau gets all Nick players hurt. You just did the same thing. No, No, I'm talking about one individual incident and player. And incidences, because I think Dante's been played a lot recently, so it's not one game. And iHeart, too, but that's different. But but, but, but that could be you. I haven't said that about iHeart. To me, it was the DiVincenzo thing. Do you feel that way about iHeart? I mean, Thib's got him hurt? Only because he had a pre-existing calf-slash-Achilles injury. And And again, he didn't have a choice. There's no other bigs. Right. Right? I mean, I guess Sims could go play a little bit. You do bit, have but... a choice. You just play shorthanded. Yeah, but you, you always have a choice. You, you don't put yourself in a position to win. Yeah, but you don't want to put yourself in a position to get guys hurt either. That's And that's that's the balance. That's, yeah. that's what he's not weighing properly. Well, I'll give you or, this. Or not properly. Let's say call it effectively because guys are getting hurt. Here's the other balance you have to have. So I'm going to get you into the weeds a little bit. But trust me, I think you'll appreciate this if you're a Nick fan because you'll understand the context. Context-wise, tonight's a big game. That's a really, really big game. Right. It's a big game not because it's the all-star break and you don't want to go in on a four-game losing streak. That's not why it's a big game. Though you could say it is for that Mm -hmm. reason. It's a big game because right now, if you look at the NBA standings, if you kind of analyze And I'm looking at them. You look at the standings. How many games ahead of the Orlando Magic are the New York Knicks right now? Three or four. Four games ahead. The Knicks have lost to the Magic twice this season, Mm -hmm. which means if the Knicks lose to the Magic tonight or in their fourth meeting, the Magic would win the tiebreaker. And while you could certainly be confident and say, doesn't matter, we'll finish ahead of the Magic, don't worry, you may be right, that matters, especially if you're trying to avoid the playing game. So this is the balance that you have to have if you're the Knicks and Tom Thibodeau. And I admit, it's not an easy balance sometimes. The importance of this game tonight, and I just laid out to you from a, standings purpose why it's important 
from the fact that that's a huge swing in the standings. Like, but, right now, you're four games ahead of him in the loss well, column. It's, it's huge because the Orlando Magic are only a half a game out of sixth. Exactly. They're half a game out of sixth. And if you lose this game, you lose the tiebreaker. And if you fall because of injury issues after the All-Star break, then you could get stuck in the seventh. You could get stuck in the seven, which is bad for two reasons. A, you got to be in the playing tournament, yes. and then B, if God forbid you lose that first playing tournament game, now you're playing for the eighth seed. Yeah, and you don't want to be in that matchup. So, the balance you have to have is: I want to keep my guys healthy. I don't want to be stupid, but I also have to understand: Hey, this game tonight sort of matters a little bit more, mm. maybe more so than that Rocket game the other night, because now you've got the implications of a team that you're battling in the yeah, p- a peer tier, as Tiki would say. Yeah, uh, 100%. No, it's also they're they're just Eastern Conference. The Rockets right. are are West. And real quick for Louis, you know what you realize the Magic have a lot of this year? Dudes and dogs. Well, mm. no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're going to measure dudes they, and dogs. No, no, no. their dudeness and dogness is under review. No, it's a big game. Paolo Bancaro is a huge dog. Good dog. No idea. Right. Yeah, yeah, and a huge dude. But he's a Duke guy, so that's a massive yeah, knock against Duke him. Guy. No, come on, T. Come on. <laughs> he liked Duke guys till they traded R.J. Barrett. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, it changed. So Alec Burks will play forty-five minutes tonight, and he'll be out of gas. But at least they have the All Star break. That's the huge thing here. They get a break. They can go to Aruba for a week and and just relax. God, and, they're, and they're young, man. They're so. Oh, young. the Magic. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're they fun. also played last night. Yeah. They got beat by the Thunder on Shaq O'Neal retirement jersey night, but. Look, that's the problem the Knicks run into right now, where you got to balance keeping guys healthy. I mean, Jalen Brunson's been playing after this ankle injury. We don't even wince at it. It's just mm-hmm. like, yeah, he's fine. And by the way, he's taking a ton of physical contact. Right. And it's just whatever. So I think when you have this game tonight, you got to somehow manage trying to win the game with being smart. And it's not an easy balance. I admit that. My critique of Thibodeau is the fact that Dante DiVincenzo had basically never played a 40-minute game in his entire NBA career outside of one game that went double overtime years ago. And over the last two weeks, he's played five of them. Mm-hmm. And just naturally, especially you know this as a professional athlete, that could cause you to get hurt. Right. It's a wear issue. It's a, it's a fatigue, a muscle fatigue. And you make yourself more susceptible to injury. No doubt. I can't say that about Bogey. He just got here. I'm not blaming that mm-hmm. on Tom Thibodeau. But yes, the Dante DiVincenzo injury specifically, based on everything I laid out, the facts about the games that he's played minutes-wise, and how he's never done that, and how he's not used to that, like it's all right in front of your face. So one thing can be true. It doesn't mean Tom Thibodeau's got the entire Nick team hurt. No one's saying that. Well, I would say no one's saying that. And when I said you before, I meant more like you people, not yeah. you specifically. What do you mean by I mean, you people? Meaning you like, people, what does meaning, that mean? I think that's the narrative of Tom Thibodeau. So I say you, I didn't say we, because I don't believe it. So I said you, not you, Evan Roberts, but you, the people out there in radio land. There are a lot of people that get on the coach because they're grinding the players. Well, he in this specific case, he, I'm I mean, right. Look, the fact is he does grind his players. Yes, he does. He does, but I'm not sure. Does it sure. always lead to injury? No, but right. sometimes, in the specific case that Evan was talking about yesterday, it does. Dante, That's all we're saying. Dante, I'm not going to argue with you because of the hamstring stuff, but I think the Julius injury was a dirty play by Jaime Hoskins, number one. No, Bogey came with another injury. The OG, the this only, is an old the, injury. The only one would be I, I, I heart. That would be only one. Only because he was hurt. He was out. Before. Yeah, he had missed like two or three games with the Achilles thing. I mean, it was an innocent little play, but again, maybe now, they rushed him back too quick. I don't know. Now, I want to get to this. But again, he wanted to be back. Of course, and they all do. But I like you said, it. you got to protect the players. You got to protect them. Now, let's get to this appeal. So the New York Knicks decided they want to appeal the <laughs> fact that they got sort of hosed the other night right. with an atrocious call in the final few seconds. Right. I think Tom Thibodeau screwed up by using a challenge late in the first half, and then he would have had the challenge, but whatever. The Knicks, I, I, I don't know if this is badass or crybaby. I'm trying to figure this out. 
The badass aspect of it is that the Knicks know, because they're not dumb, they cannot win this appeal. No. Appeals are not won based on bad calls. That's not what they're there for. They're there for, for the misapplication of rules. So I want to give you a specific example. The last time a um, an appeal was upheld and they had to restart a game was when the officials gave Shaquille O'Neal a sixth foul and he really only had five. That is different than a judgment call. That mm-hmm. is a misapplication. And they had to go back and actually restart that game. Back before I understood basketball, the New Jersey Nets had a game in which a rule was misapplied, I think with the clock, and they had to go back and pick it up from that moment. In fact, the teams made trades with each other. And they couldn't play. Like, guy played for both teams in the same game. What? And look it up. That's a rabbit hole for another day. Nets Sixers, uh, 79, before I was even born. Look it up. True story. But that's because a rule's been misapplied. Yeah. A judgment call cannot overturn a play. No. So I just want to make that clear, just so everybody knows that. Even though the referee said that he was wrong, and right. the two-minute report also said that it was wrong. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at it's... all. But they're doing it because why? Okay, so here's where I, I, I counter with maybe they're badasses. And I want to give the Knicks credit. Okay. I am fair. I'm an IBO. Independent basketball observer. The New York Knicks are so disgusted by the officiating the other night, that Leon Rose, James Dolan, and Tom Thibodeau said, we will pay the money that it costs. I think it's $10,000, which, by the way, Mm. it doesn't seem like a lot. No. It's still $10,000. They will pay the money just to show the league how disgusted they are with the bad officiating, even though they know they can't win. Yeah. It would almost be like, I'm going to sue somebody knowing I can't win just to send a message that you mess with the wrong person. It's not punitive for... The referee or the referees, I'm saying plural, in different games or the league, and the only one that's coming out of pocket are the Knicks. Right. What's the point? To show your displeasure. Okay, but you know their displeasure. It's another way to show your displeasure. I'm going to spend money to show you how pissed off I am. Yes. Even though I'm not, nothing's going to happen. Yes. That's what you get said. Don't you think that there's no part of you that thinks that's badass? A part of me, I got to admit, thinks it's like, you know what? That's kind of badass. Yeah, I guess and when you say it that way, I, I can see it a little bit, but I also think it's wasteful. <laughs> but it's only ten grand, so it is what it is. Teak, when the wife's pissed off, that Amazon bill for the month is a little <laughs> bit higher. A couple more orders That's just to point. show the displeasure. I, there was a moment, and I'll give you a specific example that I think is sort of similar. Um, I'll compliment Sean Marks, even though he's been clueless lately. When the Nets were in the playoffs a few years ago against the Sixers, they were upset with calls. They were upset with the officiating. Okay. And so after a playoff game, Sean Marks went into the ref's room and screamed and yelled and slammed the door. And he got fined. And I remember people like, what's the point of this? Yeah. And I was like, I think he's just being a badass. He's showing them I'm pissed off. Right. What's it going to do? I'm telling you to your face. Right. Even though it's going to cost me. It's going to cost me money. It does nothing other than the satisfaction by SNY. Of me telling you, you screwed up. I think what the Knicks are doing in a very similar way to what Sean Marks did, and I admit when Sean Marks did that, I said, you know what? Badass. I like that. Show you're upset. I think the Knicks are publicly showing the world they're upset. Yeah. So instead of screaming at a post-game press conference, they're like, you know what? We're going to make you do something. We're going to make you work. We're going to make you hear this appeal that we know there's no chance you're overturning just to show you. So that's the pain that's inflicted upon the league is that they have to hear the appeal. Right. They have to go through the process of hearing it. 
They have even to though, hear, the, even though we all know what's going to happen. They have to hear the protest. They yes. can't just dismiss it. Yes. Yeah. Oh, so makes sense. I think I'm going to side on badass. Like I think yeah. I'm going to give them I think, credit. I think I would say badass too. Okay, good. I convinced you. He did. As long he as did. you don't think out there, this thing's going to be overturned. Or they're going to play in overtime. I mean, like, that's, that's not happening. I don't think that's the point. It's it's not because right. it can't. It, that's not how it would happen. It would have to happen if it, see. Here's how it would happen. Jalen Brunson fouls out, and he didn't really foul out. Yeah, uh, dude, if that that's what happened with uh, Shaquille O'Neal, I'm telling you, that was the last game that ever got protested, and it was upheld, where they went back and played the game. Or maybe if they had a challenge, and they say they didn't have a challenge, and they would have been able to challenge it, is that a way to I think that's it? a great point. I think that here's the problem with that. Yes, I think you're right. Makes sense? Now, we didn't have that back then, but let's say that happened. Right. And the league's like, no, no, you didn't have a challenge. Does the league say, okay, we approve it, but now we have to review it because just because we have to review it. But we've already come out and admitted it was a bad call, right. it was a mistake, and right. then you would play overtime. Then you'd play. There's yeah. an example now with the challenges that could be an upheld. I think you're right. I can only say think because we've never seen it before. Yeah, but that would be the misapplication of a rule. Like you had a challenge, you didn't give it to me. You need to give me the challenge. Or maybe also too by protesting this, maybe it gets the conversation going of changing the challenging rules. Maybe adopting something the NFL does. Final yeah. two minutes. I don't think that does it. I think that's something you got to do at the end of the season. And by the way, it's a fair point to have. I think it's the Knicks having a public hissy fit and doing it and saying, "All right, okay, you guys screwed us up." Because look, I understand any Knicks fan who says the two minute report doesn't make me feel better. Malloy's apology doesn't make me feel better. Yeah, we get that. I disagree in that I think it's great when people are held accountable. Yep. Like I think it's great that the league is admitting they made a mistake. I think that's far better than the league not saying anything. Right. I know and, it doesn't give you the them, win. And enforcing them to be upset because you're not even acknowledging that you messed up. Plus, your fans right. are pissed, and this is the team saying, you know what, we hear that you're pissed, we're going to do this because yeah. this is our only course of action. So it, it makes the fans feel at least a little bit better. Yeah, I give the Knicks cry. I think that would give them a 7 out of 10 on the badass meter. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.